0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. First episode of 2022, how exciting. Uh, Happy New Year everyone, I hope you all had a lovely Christmas and a lovely New Year's Eve and all of that. It's been so nice to have a bit of time off and be able to chill out, but I'm really, really craving a bit of structure and routine again. I think like it was really fun while it lasted and I really enjoyed myself and all the food and the nights out and drinking and I'm just ready to call it a day. <laughs> like, I am desperate for, yeah, as I said, just a bit of routine because... I think after a while of, like, constantly just socialising and going out like that and drinking all the time and eating out all the time, you kind of, like, you hit a bit of a wall and you kind of, like, forget, uh, this sounds stupid, but it actually, this is how I feel anyway, you kind of feel like you hit a bit of a wall and then you, like, don't know who you are (laughs) because you've, like, you have no time to, like, spend to yourself and to, like self-reflect or like do anything that you actually do you, you know what I mean just doing like the little things that you enjoy and then you're like I don't know you're just like waking up every day hungover, and it just takes a bit of a toll on you <laughs> and you forget literally who you are so I'm very very much ready to try and get back in the swing of things I try not to set too many unrealistic new year's Resolutions. Sorry, I couldn't remember the word there. Yeah, too many unrealistic New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I have one big one, and it's to really make an effort to stop saying like so much, because anytime I listen back to these podcasts and I have to edit them, I genuinely cannot stand it. It really, really grinds my gears. I don't know how you all listen to it. <laughs> and that's with me editing some of them out as well. So yeah, I'm really trying. I don't know if you can tell, but... <laughs> It's taking a lot in my brain right now for me to concentrate on not saying it over and over again. Another resolution I have made, which is actually the same as last year, is to read a book a month. So last year there was months I read like more than one book. I think, you know, when you're on holiday and stuff, you can end up getting through a book every three days or whatever. So obviously there was times where I was reading more than a book a month, but it was just to do at least one a month. So then even on your really busy months, you were still reading something. And I only got till January. I got, yeah, I did it the whole year until January and then... I'm sorry I'm editing this now and I don't know what was going through my brain when I was saying January I didn't even clock that I'd got it completely wrong I'm literally like I I made it the whole way through the year until January like well done huge achievement no I lasted until September so yeah September it's better than January it's still not the whole year but it's something once I moved back to Leeds for uni, I just find out, I don't know, I would, my course hasn't really gone back to being all face to face. I literally have one two hour class a week that's face to face. Everything else is taught online. So it's a lot of reading online and, you know, all your lectures and just everything's online and it can be really hard to, to make yourself come away from your screen at the end of the day and then want to sit down and read after that but I really really need to start doing it because it improves my concentration so much and it kind of like if I wake up and I just even if I just read 10 minutes a day or sorry like 10 minutes in the morning and it can be as little as that it really really improves my concentration and sets me up for the day and I even find myself going on my phone less and It also is just, like, such a good thing to be able to talk about with other people, like, what you're reading and things you're interested in at the minute. Yeah, I just find if I don't read, my brain can just go to mush a bit. Because when I'm not reading, I'm definitely spending more time on social media, and TikTok specifically, and honestly, my brain's just going to mush. Like, for example, at the minute, I have just taken off, like, say i think it's been more than two weeks since my last deadline and i've taken that whole time off over christmas and new year and now i'm trying to get back into it because i have another deadline uh next week i think i think it's in like 10 days fuck um yeah i have a literature review to do and i have so much reading to do for it because i put it all off until now and it's literally taken me it's it's taking me i'd say a day to read one maybe out of push two journal journal articles a day. How bad is that? And I know they are lengthy and stuff, but it should not be taking me to a day to read one or two of them. So yeah, I really need to get back in the swing of reading to because it it does help them my uni reading as well. But yeah, I think I've read I've read four journal articles in the past like few days or whatever, and. I've got another 21 to go. (laughs) I don't know how I'm gonna do this on time like say a prayer for me please. So yeah that's my that's my goals for the for the year. I think I do want to see this is my issue is when I'm in Belfast I go to the gym and I also do pole dancing but it's it's just like a lot easier here because I have access to a car and I can drive. Whereas then when I go to Leeds and I don't have that, it's like I know it's not difficult, but it's just like creates a lot more reasons in your head for you to not go to the gym because you're like I'm gonna have to walk thirty minutes there and back, and then I'm gonna have to get showered and then walk back that direction to, or the opposite direction to go to the library. Like I don't know, it's just like a lot more inconvenient. I wish I just had a gym on my doorstep. How good would that be? i d I'm not gonna set like any unrealistic like go to the gym five times a week or anything like that, but I do just want to go to the, start going to the gym in Leeds, even if that's literally once a week. Just, you know. I do dance. I dance a lot in Leeds to be fair, but um because I'm on the teams and stuff there, but I would like to just do one or two days a week at the gym, ideally, if I could make myself walk there. But anyway, I thought for the first podcast back, the first podcast of 2022, well, you can probably already tell from the title of this podcast, but I thought I would do 21 things I've learned in 2021. Now, some of them are very lighthearted. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple in there about like, I don't know, beers and stuff. (laughs) um but yeah I just thought I would touch on a few things I've learned in 2021 as a nice little way to end the year to kind of reflect on some things good and bad that I've learned I guess well nothing's bad I mean if you've learned from it it's not a bad thing right okay so I'll jump right into it number one I can be my own worst enemy and I don't mean this in a way of like picking myself apart or anything like that I'm pretty good when it comes to like you know body image and just being confident and stuff like that I more mean being my own worst enemy in terms of getting stuff done that I want to get done or yeah just like procrastinating basically I am the world's worst procrastinator and I've always been that way like even since I was doing exams in at GCSEs, I would always just procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate till the very last minute. And then it would be like cram central. And it, it's not good for you. Like it stresses you out so much, you end up doing all nighters and just stupid stuff. But it, that extends not just education, you know, I'm not just talking about uni, I'm also talking about being my own worst enemy in terms of other things um, and procrastinating doing other things. And yeah, I don't know. I can just be very like, avoidant it's something I really really want to work on because I'm only limiting myself like it's not affecting anyone else in my life apart from me okay number two lists are the only thing that make me do stuff I literally swear by lists I have I'll do handwritten lists I do lists on my phone notes oh sorry that's my timer going off that's my dinner ready Hi, Rude. I am going to go have my dinner in a second, but I'll finish this one. So, yeah, I'll have lists everywhere written down on post it notes, on my phone notes. I've got, I've talked about it in other podcasts, but I have this website called Notion, and all I do is write lists on it lists of things I need to do for uni, lists of things I need to do for work, just anything. And it just keeps me so much more organized. Like, I just don't understand how people don't do it and how they keep things in their brain if you actually saw my apple calendars and my notion you'd think I was the most organized person in the world I'm not when it actually comes down to doing the (laughs) things but yeah it just keeps me from like it helps me sleep at night I'm not I feel like if I didn't write, write, write it all down and get it out of my head I'd sit there in bed at night Trying to think of everything everything through, and sometimes I even do this. Like, if I'm lying in bed at night and I'm overthinking things, I'll actually just get out my laptop because I don't really I don't like journal. I can't be arsed getting out my pen and paper at night. But I'll just get out my laptop and go into my notes or like uh, pages or Microsoft Word even, and I'll literally just type out what I'm thinking, and it just gets it out of your head. And then I just shut my laptop and I can switch off. I started doing it this year when I found I was having trouble sleeping because I was thinking about things too much and honestly the difference it makes is incredible but yeah similar thing with lists so you're not sitting there thinking about what you have to get done the next day and if you're going to remember to do them or yeah if I can recommend you one thing it is start making lists. Right I'm going to go have my dinner and I'll be right back. Okay I'm back. And I'm feeling well fed and incredible. I, oh my god, I had on the, if you haven't tried them, you actually need to try them. The Marks and Spencer's Plant Kitchen uh, Vegan Chicken Kievs. Sorry, that was a mouthful. (laughs) They are literally incredible. Anyone I've spoken to that has had them has said they're unreal. Even people I know that are meat eaters. My dad loves them literally everyone is obsessed with them so jump on that train if you haven't already the garlic butter inside it is absolutely sensational just had that with some veg polished it off with a little vegan nomo caramel chocolate bar also unbelievable but yeah anyone that is listening to this that's doing veganuary this year keep an eye out on my tiktok i'm really trying to post recipes and like what i eat in a day's if not every day, then every other day. I, say, I mean, I say that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm actually going to London this week. So I don't really know. I'm not going to be doing any cooking when I'm there. But maybe I'll just do like what I eat in a day as a tourist. As a vegan tourist in London. Can do that. But yeah, I'll have loads of cooking content this month if you're doing Veganuary as a little, you know, just to help you out if you need some inspo. Okay, moving on with what I've learned in 2021. Number three, you can find happiness in every day, but it takes work. And what I mean by this is, so if you come home at the end of the day, at the end of your working day, at the end of your day, if you've been at uni, whatever it is that you do, obviously the easy thing to do is just watch TV, isn't it? I feel like that's just everyone's go-to is just lie on the sofa or lie in bed and watch TV until you fall asleep and eat, of course. So that's the easy option. But the easy option... Now, I can't speak for everyone because for a lot of people, maybe that does make them happy and that's fine. If that makes you happy, then that's amazing. You do that. But for a lot of people, if you were to do that every night of the week, then You end up finding yourself in such a slump and such a rut because you're just not content with your life. You're not really achieving anything apart from just like grinding and just going to work every day and coming home and then not really doing things that you enjoy. And you're just, you know, you're just surviving. You're just doing your work, coming home eating, but you're not living to your full extent. You're not enjoying life. And I'm not saying that you should come home every day from work or that I'm going to come home from work or uni every single day and do a huge amount of things after it and set really unrealistic goals and go out every night of the week or go to the gym every night of the week. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I have realised that just you can find happiness in every day, but it does take work. Uh, It's not always the easy option. You do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You do have to, you know, force yourself to... Go to dance or to go to yoga or whatever it is that you enjoy, whether it's football or even going for a drink with your friends, like you have to put in that effort if you want to reap the rewards of it. I mean, that sounds so simple. I basically just <laughs> sometimes I say things and I'm like, come on, you're stating the obvious here. But you know what I mean? I just think too often people look back on maybe their week or even their year or just whatever it is and they're like I'm not happy I'm not yeah I'm I'm just getting by basically and I'm just saying that what I've learned this year is that you can do a lot more than that it just takes work and even if you are someone who doesn't enjoy their job like I'm really hoping that I'll be someone who does enjoy their job because I really can't imagine being in that situation where you hate what you do every day, I know there are a lot of people in that situation, and you just—it's one of those things where you kind of just have to do it to, for money reasons, and to get to get by to live. But that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life in other aspects. You can't get fulfillment and happiness at other times in the day and through other things. I know our day is structured around work, thanks to capitalism, but that doesn't mean it's like your only purpose for the day. I'm just waffling now. Okay, number four. Real, true friends are really, really hard to find. Right, so I feel like I don't struggle with making friends and that's not in a like bigging myself up kind of way. I just it's just, yeah, I just don't, I, if I do want to find friends, I know how to find friends, you know, I know, I know to go out, or to go to places, things that you like, where you'll find people with common interests, and I've no, I don't get, like, social anxiety, I have no problem speaking to people in, in, like, strangers in those situations, however, it's so hard to find people that, like, I could chat shit, and, have small talk and go out for drinks with literally so many people but like who at the end of the day is going to be your true real friends that have your back and have no ulterior motives and I just think it can be really difficult to find people like that that you really connect with on a deeper level. I think especially with friendships as well because people put a lot of time and effort into like deepening their romantic relationships and connecting like on a deeper level with their partners and stuff but then when it comes to friendships people don't expect the same thing and which is completely fair enough like obviously you can have friends that are that just serve how do I explain it that kind of just serve a smaller purpose in terms of like they're there for you to go out for a drink with or they're there for you to go to hockey with or whatever it is and you still have fun with them and you still uh, connect with them when it comes to doing that thing but that doesn't mean that they're am I making sense? it doesn't mean that they're going to be there no matter what and they have your best interests at heart or that they're not going to speak badly of you to other people do you know? so yeah I just think when you do find people that you really really do connect with deeper like that and you find true friends you really have to hold on to them I, I think just being in Leeds this year has really taught me that. Like, I've met so many lovely people and so many people that I get on with, and so many people that I can reach out to and meet up with for study dates or to go on a night out or whatever it is. But, like, that doesn't mean, yeah, they're a real friend. So, number four, real friends are hard to find. <laughs> okay, number five, a little bit more of a lighthearted one Diet Coke is the goat. It is literally the goat fizzy drink. I don't like any other fizzy drinks. The only other time I'll drink a different fizzy drink is with alcohol and I will refuse to drink Diet Coke with alcohol because I don't want to ruin it for myself. There is literally nothing better than waking up hungover and having a cold can of diet Coke. I'm sorry, but cans just hit different. Don't give me a bottle. I literally the taste completely different. I no, cans only. Do you know what? I actually wrote this list. When did I write it? Maybe a week or so ago. And in the space of a week, I haven't drank any Diet Coke. I've kind of put myself off it over Christmas, and I don't know why. That could potentially be a good thing, because I I was drinking, like, one a day, which, although it wasn't awful, it's still not great. So, yeah. Although Diet Coke is the goat, I'm not as addicted to it as I was this time last week. Okay, so for number six, I've said I feel so much better in myself and just my mental health and basically just everything and my life when I'm dancing regularly. I never really realised this until I went back to dance after having not done it for ages. I mean, I kind of knew... So obviously it's a well known thing that any exercise is good for you in terms of the happy hormones that it releases. I I literally can't remember the the name of it off the top of my head. What's the hormones you release when you're Oh, I I can't remember, sorry. But yeah, so that's like a well known thing, yeah. And everyone has their things that they prefer and that they would rather do or their sports and their or going to the gym, whatever it is. But I just think dancing, and maybe I'm being naive and it's not the same for everyone and it is just because I enjoy it, but I just think there's something so different about it. Yeah, again, maybe it's just me that, or well, other dancers that experience that, that it's like such an emotional release and like the way, I don't know, you don't move your body like that and the way you like do it to music and stuff, you don't do that in any other form of exercise. Honestly when I had my first class in Leeds for the dance team I remember walking back to the bus stop and honestly I was like holding back tears. Like I was welling up because I was like that was such an emotional release and I can't believe I haven't done that for the last two years or whatever it was. It's probably a similar thing like people who do boxing or any form of martial arts would say that's like a really good release in terms of anger and stress and just like getting it out of you so maybe it's like a similar thing where that's concerned but yeah if I've learned anything this year it's that I feel so 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 much better in every aspect of my life if I'm dancing with so I just want to make sure for the rest of my life I'm always doing that okay number seven social media doesn't need to be a negative place if you don't want it to be so what I mean by that is you can completely control what you are seeing and what you're putting out there. You can also control whether people can message you, whether people can leave comments on your photos. You can like completely adjust it to what you want it to be. Yeah. What you're seeing every day on your news feeds and your for you page well, actually sorry, you can't really adjust your for you page on TikTok. But you can completely adjust who you follow on Instagram and what you're seeing every day and yeah, if you notice something is it's affecting you negatively, you have the ability to control that. Simple, but a lot of people don't realize that. And they come on stories complaining about how social media is such a negative place and everything, but yeah, it I, it just it doesn't have to be. You really don't need to follow all the Kardashians and the Hadid's and everyone that makes you feel shit about yourself or just anyone that makes you think negatively of you and your life, just cut it. Like, you just don't need to see it. Okay, so number eight is communication is always, always better than ignoring something. Huge believer in this. Didn't really used to be a believer in... Well, I mean, I've always known it, but I didn't always put it into practice. I'm definitely very much more this way now. I used to very much like just not really want to talk about anything and kind of like not run from not run from issues and problems but like I just wouldn't I wouldn't want to address them and if people were asked me how I felt towards something I'd definitely like shy away from it. Whereas no I, I just like face things head on. And I'm just like I just wanna sort it out straight away. Wanna talk about it. Communication is key. Everyone says that all the time but it's true. I used to like just bottle things up and kind of get quite huffy that people weren't just reading my mind and knowing what I wanted or what I expected of them and it's just a stupid way to be when you can just be open and honest and tell people what what you want or what you expect of them or how you're feeling or whatever it is. That's definitely a really positive thing I think I learned in 2021. Okay, so number nine following on from communication is key. This is kind of in the same category, I guess. And number nine is love slash relationships shouldn't be hard work. I used to always think in previous relationships that it was so normal to constantly fight and for it to constantly be hard work. And I've just come to realise that it really, really doesn't need to be that way. And actually, if anything... Now, I'm not saying that down the line when you're, you know, been together for been married for 30 years with kids, like obviously that there's going to be things that are hard work. There's going to be obstacles and hurdles that you need to get through together and stuff. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that that should be easy. I'm just saying that like in your 20s, your, your relationships shouldn't be mentally draining. They shouldn't be negatively impacting and, on you and your life. They should be bringing you up and bringing out a better side of you. And I think probably a lot of people can relate to this where in past relationships you you come to realise that you were settling for such like stupid, just toxic behaviours that actually you just shouldn't have ever stood for. And I would always justify it to myself by being like, but that's like, relationships are hard work and you've got to put in effort to you know reap the benefits and like relationships aren't going to be easy and stuff I used to always tell myself that but they just don't like they really don't obviously the odd argument is very very normal in any relationship or friendship or just anything it's really normal to have little arguments or tiffs about things and then make up and communicate and tell the other person why you were annoyed and how it made you feel that's like really normal thing but constant screaming matches not being able to have a drink without going off on each other like that's not normal behavior (laughs) if you're listening to this and you are relating to what i'm saying because of your current situation please just think about the standards you have for yourself and what how you're letting people treat you If something is impacting you more negatively than it is positively, scrap that. Get rid ASAP. Okay, another one more on the lighter side. Number 10, matching tracksuits are the best invention in the entire world. I am obsessed with matching tracksuits. I literally live in them and i dream of having a walk-in wardrobe that just has a shitload of matching tracksuits in all different colors that is honestly the dream and all different oh my god they're just the best thing ever so yeah i'm just gonna continue to keep spending too much money on them. Do you not think there's just something so satisfying like when you wake up in the morning you just don't need to think about it you just throw it on but because it's matching you look a bit put together like you know you could still put a pair of earrings in do your hair you don't they don't have to be like I feel like people associate tracksuits with with looking really underdressed but a lot of the time when I wear a tracksuit I feel very put together to be honest so basically just pyjamas you can go out in the best thing ever honestly. Okay, number 11, definitely something I've learned this year. Do not start vaping. Everyone I have seen around me that has started vaping has a crippling vaping addiction (laughs) and ends up spending a stupid amount of money on them, like, daily. It is so mad, the amount of people that are into vaping now. So, yeah, just, just don't start it. The issue with vaping is that there's no limits to how much you can vape. It's not like smoking where you can't smoke inside and you can't smoke at work and you can't smoke in uni and stuff like that. So with vaping, like you're, all my friends literally, not all of them, but the people I, the friends I have that vape, they literally roll over in their beds and the first thing they do is suck their vape. It's ridiculous. And I know for a fact, if I was to start, it would just be the start of a crippling addiction. And yeah, there'd just be no end to it. Like when you're sitting there, especially if you work from home like you'd just be sitting there vaping constantly and it's just not what I need (laughs) first of all I don't need that in terms of draining my bank account and second of all I feel like there are a lot of issues that we actually don't really know about yet that vaping is causing everyone that vapes always has constant like headaches and sore throats and things but yeah I feel like it's one of those things that's so new that we actually don't really know the effects of it but surely inhaling that amount of nicotine a day can't be good for you I don't know whether to keep going or whether I should split the podcast up and do 1 to 11 now and then 12 to 21 and the next episodes I feel like we're at quite a nice length here I don't know what do you prefer do you prefer the shorter podcasts or the longer ones like the ones that are more towards an hour because I do like listening to long ones, but I know a lot of people will just kind of listen to them on their walks or on their way to work in the morning and won't necessarily have time to listen to a full, you know, 50 minute to 60 minute podcast. So sometimes the little short ones are quite nice because you can kind of just really easily listen to them when you're kind of doing other things, you know, like cooking or walking or even just getting a shower, whatever it is. So do let me know if you prefer the shorter or the longer podcast podcast tell you what I will finish it off with a Belfast slang word for this episode and then I can do the other is it nine I've got that no I've got ten the other ten things I've learned from 2021 in the next episode it's really bad I feel like I need to tick off the Belfast slang words I've said so far because I really can't remember and I don't want to repeat myself basically if you haven't listened to the podcast before I started this thing a few episodes ago, I actually think I forgot to do it in my last episode, but yeah, I started this thing a few episodes ago, where at the end of the podcast I round it off by finishing with a slang word from Belfast, well not necessarily a Belfast slang word, but could be Northern Irish or all of Ireland, just, yeah, an Irish slang word, and I explain what it is, I put it in a sentence not to cheat it just because i find slang so interesting because i'm always so interested in other people's slang and i i find it really hard to remember like when someone asked me what is like belfast slang i used to find it really really difficult to remember because slang is so entwined in your everyday language to the point that you don't actually realize that it is slang and other people don't use it until you are out of that environment so now anytime when I'm in England and anyone's like, what does that mean? Or I've never heard that word before. I'll always take a little note of it and then I can remember to tell you. Okay, so my word for this week is scundered. And it's basically just another word for like mortified or embarrassed. So you kind of just can use it in the place of both of them. So you'd just be like, I'm so scundered for you. I don't know why, but I'm like scundered having to explain what scundered means. <laughs> oh, I've heard the word too many times now. I ain't gonna stop. <laughs> it is a good word though, and I actually don't think I've ever heard anyone outside of Northern Ireland use it. Like, because some of our free uh, some of our Scottish people or or Southern Irish people would use, but I've definitely never heard that word from anyone else outside of Northern Ireland. And any time I use it in England, people are like, what on earth does she just say? My friend Aoife as well shortens it to scun, which sounds horrible. It sounds like scum, but worse. You tell her a story and she's just like, oh, scun, And you're like, what? <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous. But yeah, that's your word of the week, scundered. Oh, sorry if I hear that word coming in my mouth one more time. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> yeah we're done okay thanks for tuning into the podcast I will speak to you next week where I'll finish off 21 things I have learned in 2021 thank you so much as always for all the love and support on the podcast if you have any suggestions of topics you'd like me to talk about this year or just any yeah any suggestions for the podcast please do let me know on instagram And again, happy new year to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you on next week's episode. Bye.